Welcome to an episode of the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast, where sports analysts and experts dissect the latest news from the NBA and NFL, giving you a unique view on some of the hottest topics around your favorite teams. From the fresh field smells of the NFL to the hardwood courts of the NBA and possibly your comfy couch for your fantasy football team. Let's see what kind of news the lab is working with today. Here's your host from the Sports Analytics Headquarters in San Antonio, Texas, Ernest Silva. Welcome to episode six, brought to you by the Sport Gene, powered by Overtime Heroics and the NFL episode for this week. We have an array of expert panelists bringing the latest information straight to your ears. And if you're a betting person again, stay tuned for our expert picks. But first, let's meet our panelists for today's show. Our first panelist, coming in new, goes by Just Paul, football, hockey, gambling writer for Overtime Heroics. Twitter handle at Steel Curtain PEH. Just Paul. Our second panelist, a fantasy football and NFL betting expert, switching between whiskey and milk, making his picks from Bali, Indonesia. The biggest wrestling fan in the world. Twitter handler at Dre2124. Dre Rogers. Our third panelist, a Falcons beat writer for Overtime Heroics and fantasy football expert for Time Skewed. A specialist in all things football, Twitter handle at the Phantom Jazzy, Week 2 Pick'em Champion, Miles Bloomquist. Our fourth panelist from the great city of Pittsburgh, a contributor for Fansided, Twitter handle at VMoney Sports, Vaughn Dalezell. The last panelist joining into the lab, a regular Boston man you've heard on bas- basketball episodes, featured on Friday's Slightly biased, very own Twitter handle at Reisner underscore Steven. Welcome back, the great Steve Reisner. What's going on, buddy? Good to be back. Long time no talk. It has been a long time. We do have a couple of first timers on here. We have Vaughn and Paul joining us as well. It's good to talk to you fellas too. What's What's going on, guys? Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me. Ready to do this. Let's have some fun, boys. All right. We got our two return panelists. You know, our favorite whiskey and milk drinker, Dre Rogers, joining us. And then the wonderful and week two winner, Miles Bloomquist, as well. Welcome back, fellas. Woo! I'm going to go for week two. (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, guys. Dre, are we switching back to a morning whiskey for this week or are we sticking to milk? Yeah, I'm actually uh, having a breakfast of champions right now. I've got a fresh Indonesian whiskey here, and uh, I'm getting the win. <laughs> that's well, that's nice and professional right there. That's He's doing it right, because when he picks up a whiskey, he, he was batting like 2,000 at that point. I mean, he was his picks were hidden, so keep drinking. <laughs> I'm not... It, so my, I'm definitely going to hit everything. <laughs> there you go. He's ahead of everybody. We all knew that. So <laughs> today's, today's three-round segment is going to be a fun one. The first round is going to be news and notes from around the league, like usual. Round two being our primetime picks. And then 
of course, round three being our fire round where you say your one line on each game and who you got and what that spread's going to be. But let's start off with the NFL news and notes segment part here. And we're starting with quarterbacks, or are we talking about flies? Because it seems to be dropping, and that's, that's definitely the case with the NFL. We've got a quarterback situation. Sons of quarterbacks going down. We're going to start off with Miles. Let's talk a little bit about the situation in Pittsburgh. Big Ben going down for the year. Do you feel that Mason Rudolph is the answer for the Steelers? And are they still going to make a run for the playoffs? You know, I was really high on Mason Rudolph when he came out of Oklahoma State. I believe it was last year. Uh, no, I didn't think they were going to make the playoffs in the first place, even with Big Ben. That team looks like a travesty so far. <laughs> but I feel like that with Mason Rudolph at the helm, they could sort of build on that young chemistry. I get, you know, at least a run at the division, but I don't think that it will really change their outlook of the season too much. Okay. Do you do you like the uh, direction that the Steelers are taking, going after Fitzpatrick, saying we're going all in with this team? Uh, I like the Fitzpatrick uh, acquisition because he's a really he's a stud. I love Fitzpatrick. I thought he should have been drafted higher. Um, he's going to be a cornerstone for Pittsburgh for many years to come, and he's definitely going to help out that defense. That could really use the help. Perfect. Yeah, I, I like to see those chances with Rudolph. I actually think he's got an arm. I think James Washington's going to have a breakout. Of course, everybody's saying that, but we'll keep an eye on those Steelers, um, and we'll talk about that game matchup with the 49ers later. I'm James bring Washington on... is from Oklahoma State, right? Yep, they have chemistry. Well, they, yeah, they, they got have... that chemistry. There you go. Yeah, they have that chemistry. Played in college together. They they definitely hype each other up. He said, he said we're we're going we're going Super Bowl, Super Bowl or bust. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a bit of a reach myself. <laughs> oh, is that, that there's that resident Patriot yeah. analyst that we have on the line. I think you all know where I'm coming from. Steve, I'm glad you said said something, Steve, because we're about to bring you in here. Because let's talk about your division and about how wonderful, before we get into those wonderful Miami Dolphins, let's talk about the New York Jets losing another quarterback in Trevor Simeon. Um, You know, Sam Darnold couldn't keep his mouth to himself, got has mono, and and we have now coming in Luke Falk. What do you feel about Luke Falk in New York, and what does that do for that team? Uh, Should I give you the Bill Belichick answer or my answer? I won both at this point. (laughs) Well, the the Bill Belichick answer would be Luke Fox, a great quarterback. You know, the Jets are a good team. It's always going to be a tough game, tough offense. Luke Fox got a great arm, you know. Uh, My answer, the Jets are kind of fucked. (laughs) Sam Dodd is like, what is he, 12 years old? He's got fucking mono. Jesus Christ. Um, you know, Le- Le'Veon Bell's a threat, but I I don't know. I don't think the Jets have a great season. They're on the up. They're rising. I don't know what's going on with Jamal Adams unfollowing all that on social media. I don't know if that's just stupid Twitter and media nonsense. Or... Yeah, I think that's a lot of hot air. I don't, I don't have any. Yeah, yeah I don't know what's going on with that. Um, Playoffs on the outside looking in, maybe. But yeah, not much going on there. We got to figure out what Sam Donald is. Let's figure out how old this kid is. <laughs> if he's actually qualified to be to be in the NFL, and then we'll reevaluate this. Absolutely. You know that the Jets situation. I you know I don't know 
um, why I started the Jets defense in fantasy this this week. I should have never done that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that Jets organization is just a pit. I dropped every good on you except for Le'Veon Bell. And, and so um, I, I, I don't like – The Jets do uh, Luke, Jet things. That's, that's definitely right. I don't like Luke Falk at this point. Yeah, I, I, think he's, I think he's exactly what he is. He's a filler. Um, do the Jets go out and get somebody? I mean, does Eli just change jersey and and play oh for the Jets? I mean, that makes, that makes sense. Eli, please do Eli. not, please do, please do not do that to me. Eli Manning in the Patriots so division. So <laughs> <laughs> I just have a bad feeling about that. Yeah, that just sounds like it's gonna happen. Let me let me switch gears here. Let's keep it on the quarterback trail. Let's talk about Cam Newton. I'm gonna bring on Vaughn. Let's talk about your analysis on Cam Newton. That situation is he playing this week in your in your eyes, and what's the outlook playing against a pretty weak defense in Arizona? Yeah, that, that's definitely a tough matchup in a game. They haven't even released a line on that uh, due to Cam being out. But yeah, it's it's hard to see if he's going to play or not. Obviously, he's been banged up, got hurt in the preseason, and every year you know that man's taken a beating. Um, the line hasn't been that good. It's been all Christian McCaffrey in Carolina. So I mean, right now. Arizona's a young team. Kyler Murray, uh, you know, he has a swagger to him. I, I would like Arizona in this one. Um, with Cam Newton playing, though, it would be tough. I'd probably have to go with Arizona if he does play. Like I said, he's banged up. He's not looking good <coughs> this year. Yeah, I, you know, a lot of people are really blaming the shoulder for Cam, saying that that's really the issue, that the boot is kind of a, a facade for what's happening with the shoulder. I disagree. I think the foot, being able to plant on that foot, being able to step yeah. off of the feet, I think that really is the problem. That's affecting his throw more than his shoulder. Um, I just the way, just watching him, but of course the line does him no justice. Everybody watched that horrendous Thursday night game where he had no protection. He was getting hit on a three-step drop. I mean, just just the O line terrible in Carolina. And uh, you know, if you stay in division, uh, Vaughn, I'm going to ask you again. And we head over to New Orleans and we look at the situation with Drew Brees. He's out six to eight weeks now, and and. Um, you now have the news that Taysom Hill and Teddy mm-hmm. Bridgewater are going to share that workload. What do you see there in New Orleans, and what do you think that strategy is going to be like as they head into week three? Yeah, the Saints are definitely going to have to be creative um, to stay in the games. They have a great team all around, but, uh, you know, you can't replace Drew Brees. He's a legend, Hall of Famer. So you're going to have to get creative with Taysom Hill, um, have him run, some pa- run, run the ball a couple times. Uh, maybe try some reverses, some passes from Teddy to Taysom Hill. So I think they're going to be creative. Uh, this week will probably be a test run to see how it goes. But moving forward, I think they'll be all right. They have a good enough team that uh, they shouldn't skip too much of a beat. Um, that division's a tough one, but it's going to be them and the Falcons most likely. Yeah, and when it comes to the, the New Orleans Saints, does, is it me or does Taysom Hill kind of remind you of a right-handed Tim Tebow? <laughs> I mean, I thought I can do it all, man. <laughs> Anybody else getting that vibe? I'm getting that vibe. Completely. He's a little better, though. He's a little better than some people, I have to say. And I haven't yeah. seen him praying much. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I don't know That's if you true. watched that uh, Saints quarterback challenge when they were trying to hit home runs, but I'm just saying, Tim Tebow's hitting home runs right now, so. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is also very true. That is also very true. Dre, you've been awfully quiet, so I'm going to bring you in for this one. Michael Gallup out four to six weeks with meniscus tear. What does this do for the Cowboys offense, and what does this do for Michael Gallup? You know, I think uh, initially this is going to impact that uh, Cowboys offense just a little bit. But 
They've got a lot of weapons. I mean, they signed Randall Cobb in free agency, and I think he's just going to step in right where Gallup was in. And then you've got this kid, uh, Devin Smith, and, you know, he showed his uh, long threat. Um, <clears throat> he, he showed that he's um, he's also a weapon in, in the long threat game. So uh, I think the Cowboys are just going to be fine. And this week, especially, they get a gift from the gods to do whatever they want on offense and make any adjustments. So if, you know, they needed anything to get them back uh, to just playing regular football, this is the game that they needed to have on schedule. So uh, as far as Gallup goes, I mean, hopefully he'll be back in time. Uh, I wish him a speedy recovery, but, you know, he'll, he'll slide back in. Uh, you know when when he returns. So uh, I, I don't I don't see him losing his job to, to Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb should just go to, back to the slot. But the, the Cowboys will be just fine. Cowboys will be going through a couple weeks of, of probably some ease unless the Saints come out and look phenomenal this week. They get the Saints in Week Four, so back to back weeks where they look against teams that are really struggling to find their identity. Staying in that division, Dre. Let me chime you in one more time. What's that feeling in New York? Um, Chase Daniel taking that start away from Eli in week three. Too soon? And how do you how do you feel about the Chase Daniel experiment? Daniel Jones. <clears throat> Daniel Jones. That's what I meant. <laughs> for the record. For the record. Daniel Jones. <laughs> Chase Daniel, wherever you are, may you. May you he's drink, he's, he's drinking some whiskey as well. <laughs> I am not. I, I, I drink. I haven't had a drink in a year. <laughs> I'm stoned off my ass though I will tell you that <laughs> I, I believe this is this is too soon for, for the Giants like that you know uh, you practice you've, you've run your plays you've made your playbook all over and you just come off in week three and I know it's become a trend in recent years to let quarterbacks just go in there and play from the beginning. But let me put this out there. Daniel Jones is talented, but he's nothing compared to to, to my boy Gardner Minshew. <laughs> <laughs> the porn star. <laughs> so, Mr. Jacksonville uh, porn stash himself. <laughs> so I mean that 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 Giants offense is it's just decent. So he might he might be that spark that they need, but you know I don't I don't think it's gonna make an impact anyway. You know they they might score a couple more points than they are right now, but I, 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 they'll be the same Giants team that. I expected them to be with Eli. Yeah, that, that's a great analysis. I, I think it was way too soon for the Giants. I, I don't know why you go through this experience. You played a very difficult Dallas Cowboys team, and and then you go into week two, and you don't give Eli the bid after that. You don't even have a Golden Tate to run with Eli um, and see what he has with a, with a healthy wide receiver core. Um, it just seems like a bailout, I think, putting Mr. Daniel Jones, excuse me, Daniel Jones, in that, uh, <laughs> Uh, situation. Um, obviously, you're saying if you lose, you lose, right? We all expect it. But if you win, then um, you know 
thank you very much. We appreciate you, you know? And so um, we'll see what they have to prove. Paul, I know you're still on the line. I didn't leave you out. We're going to end these last two news stories with you. Um, let's take it over to Buffalo. Um, and, and with Buffalo's news with Devin Singletary having <coughs> his injury. And what does that do for Devin Singletary? What does that do for Frank Gore? Frank Gore still around in the league. I can't believe it, but you know, I, he'll be all right. Um, Devin Singletary is definitely the future there. Uh, you can see it in some of his runs. Uh, right now, you know, we just need to wait and see where we're at with Singletary, and just let Gore do what he's got to do. Um, I imagine Josh Allen will be running more. You know, that's his game anyway. So. Uh, we'll just have to see how it plays out. Perfect. And, and you know, with the Buffalo Bills, they are the only threat in the division, if you call them a threat to the Patriots. There's no, um, other than that, there's, no there's, there's, there's in Buffalo. Yeah, there's, there's really no threat to the Patriots. But, uh, I, I mean, it's the only thing I can say is there's 2-0 in this yeah. division. If, if, you, if you guys want my response to that, is oh, I God. do not feel threatened by anybody. <laughs> Well, Steve, I understand how high you're feeling right now on that. <laughs> on, multiple, on multiple reasons. So I want to address that comment. But, Paul, let me chime in with you one more time. That James Conner in- injury in Pittsburgh, is that something people should be worried about? Does that affect the way the offense will be run in Pittsburgh? Um, I kind of think it does. Uh, you figure with the kid under center, you're going to want to run the ball more. Uh, Jalen Samuels is he's okay, but he's more of a receiver. Uh, you know, we'll get to see Benny Snow a little bit this week. I mean, he ripped off a good run last week, and then we didn't see him again. Um, I'm hoping that they can kind of take the pressure off of Rudolph a little bit and try to run it this week. But I just don't know what to expect out of, you know, the Steelers right now. I mean, he threw the ball 19 times last week, and, you know, a little over a half. I don't think that they can win football games with – Rudolph throwing it 40 times right out of the gate. Right. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I, I, I'm waiting for that Friday practice when James Conner is either practicing full or he's going to be limited to see what kind of workload he's going to get. But that Steelers offense, you know, when you lose your starting quarterback, it has to go to the next <laughs> consistent player. That would be James Conner. So we'll have to see how that Steelers offense is going to look. And, and we'll talk a little bit more about that game in just a minute. Um, last minute notes uh, and news. You know, TJ Anderson has been cut by the Detroit Lions. That's a big deal. Carry on Johnson should get a heavy workload. And um, I think the backup is uh, also Johnson, who is who is, has been doing steady work on third downs. So probably an up, up sick with him as well as Paul Perkins joined that backfield. Although Detroit news is kind of just on the back end. Nobody really cares. <laughs> and then when it comes to uh, the Miami Dolphins, uh, rumor has it that they are going to try to create a farm system for them or try to get them to the CFO for a team that actually can compete. But that's the jury's still out on that. But that is it for our NFL news and notes. Um, quick reminder to everybody, week two winner, Miles Bloomquist. I'll let you take your victory lap. You know, 13-3 and three on the money line as well as 10-6 and six against the spread. So congratulations to Miles. Miles, you want to say a congratulatory speech as well as to your fans who follow you and got some money last week uh well i doubt anyone actually listened and then decided to take my picks because i believe in the first week i lost really badly but uh i'm just saying that second week means that you should listen to me more and less to these guys that's all i gotta say (laughs) or this could be a trend and only listen to miles on weeks that are even (laughs) so this week 
tune out all of Miles' picks. So, we will, we will be right back after this commercial break. Before we start round two on the Sport Jeans Into the Lab podcast, we'd like to remind any listeners that if you play basketball and you are from the ages of 8 to 18 in the Rio Grande Valley, check out Triple Double Basketball Academy, one of the premier programs in Texas located at the center of the RGV in Harlingen, Texas. Find your young basketball pros practicing ball handling techniques, proper shooting forms, learning strength and conditioning techniques, and gain unmatchable experience with elite state tournament play. Follow on Facebook or visit www.tripledoublebasketballacademy.org. Triple Double Basketball Academy, where each basketball player grows no matter what. All right, our round two is our NFL primetime pick'em. We have a full panelist here today, and we're going to start with the very encouraging, very vigorous Thursday night football matchup between the mighty Titans and the ferocious <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars meeting in Jacksonville. Yes, I'm being facetious. They are meeting. They have a two-and-a-half-point spread. Titans are the road favorites for this game. We're going to start off with Miles, the Week 2 winner. And what is your pick for this week, as well as um, if they will cover and why? I didn't like Tennessee play last week against uh, the Colts. I thought their offense could have been a little more productive. Uh, Their defense did a good job, but still, 19 points isn't going to cut it when your offense can't really move the ball. On the other hand, Jacksonville can't move the ball for the life of them, but their defense played pretty well against Houston, and Houston's got a scary offense when you consider DeAndre Hopkins, Kenny Stills, Will Fuller, Sean Watson. So at home, I like Jacksonville uh, to keep it close with Tennessee, but just there's nothing really exciting about this game. It's very boring. I would just avoid it as a whole, but if you are going to bet on this, I would take Jacksonville. Okay, Steve, I'm going to jump to you. What, what are your picks? I'm going to take Jacksonville as well. I'm going to ride with the 70s porn star. <laughs> I, and I think Jalen Ramsey is going to go out, put on a little show maybe, try maybe you know, improve his trade stock, if he even can anymore. <laughs> but, you know, uh, yeah, I think Jacksonville's going to gonna be a close one. I think Jacksonville's defense will... And their home field advantage, and a little bit of a got gotten him into magic. I, I think they'll win a close one, three to seven points. Perfect, Dre. I'm going to bring you right in. Let's bring in the resident panelists as well. Who do you have for this game? I'm finally going to get get off the Titans train because Minshew is going to show who the real quarterback in this game is. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. He's going to throw three touchdown passes. <laughs> and no, the Jaguars are going to win this game. Dre, are you saying I should be starting Gardner Minshew in fantasy football this week? Yes! <laughs> oh, my no. gosh. No. No. <laughs> Dre, get yes. off Get off Dre. Dre, Dre, go ahead and go back to Mel. Paul, let me get to your... What, what your pick the pick. Oh, is anyway. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, 
I'm not a fan of Thursday night football. I think it's garbage football. But with a gun to my head, I would take Tennessee. Um, just because I feel like Jacksonville is right on the edge of just imploding on themselves. Uh, you know, one more, I mean, a bad half. I mean, who knows? There could be a fifth fight on the sidelines. That's just how I feel about them right now. Um, you know, a home, a home dog on, on, you know, that's tough to bet against. But with a gun to my head, I would take Tennessee. Okay. And are you picking that with the spread or you say they won't cover? Uh, yeah, they, they, they won't cover. Yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be a 17, 15 game. It's going to be a weird score. It's going to be like 15, 12. All field goals. Okay. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to bring in now Vaughn Dalezell. Tell us what you are uh, feeling on this game. Vaughn died. Vaughn, you there? He's gone. Going, going, Vaughn. Hello. Bueller. Okay, well, I'll, I'll give my pick. And when it comes to the Tennessee Titans and the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think Derrick Henry will have a big game in this game. Um, I do think that Leonard Fournette-led offense uh, with Gardner Minshew is going to be very good. I don't think it's enough to beat the Titans because whenever I feel like everything is supposed to be picked, Against the Titans, they always end up winning. So I am picking the Titans this week, and I'm saying to take the spread. I think the Titans win by 10 points this week. And I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, at halftime, it'll already be a spread at that point. It's just going to coast out because Thursday night football is terrible. That's why, because Thursday night football is just terrible. So moving on to our primetime game for Sunday, we look at the 1 o'clock game. And the 1 o'clock game that's being chosen for this week is going to be the wonderful and stupendous superstar battle between the Chiefs and the Ravens. The Chiefs are are ending today in Westgate as a a 6.5-point favorite, and and they are playing at home against the Baltimore Ravens. So I'm going to go ahead and start this off with Steve. Who do you have in this matchup, and do we take the spread and why? What is the spread again? Six and a half. Six and a half. I'm not going to take the spread, but I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. I think it's going to be a close one. I think that's going to end up being a shootout between Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. I think it's going to be a really fun to watch game. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored, a lot of big plays. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to end up edging it out. Okay. Dre, how do you feel about this game? I really like this game as well. I like the Ravens defense a little bit more than I do the Chiefs. But, you know, you got Patrick Mahomes back there. So this is going to be a very, very interesting and competitive game. I still think the Chiefs win this game. And just like Steve, I'm going to say they're not going to. I'm going to go against the spread. They're, they're not going to win. It's going to be a real close game, though. All right. Paul, how do you feel? Are you feeling the same about this Chiefs team? Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel like the Ravens have one of the best secondaries in the NFL, and I want to see this game. I mean, obviously, I would try to get it up to seven, you know, just to get to that key number. Um, but I feel like this is a field goal game and probably, you know, a playoff matchup preview here. Miles, I'm going to have you come in now and, and give your take on this Chiefs game. 
I'm not as high on the Ravens as I was a week ago because they played well against the Cardinals, but the Cardinals still moved the ball against them. They seemed fairly efficient. And when you take the Cardinals and you turn them into the Kansas City Chiefs, it's just a disaster for the Ravens defense to handle that. It's in Kansas as well. It's going to be loud. Kansas will cover that spread. Stick in Kansas. I'm going to check for a mic check one more time. Vaughn, are you with us for this pick? All right. <laughs> so when it comes to the Chiefs and the Ravens matchup, uh, sea of red, I'm going to go with Kansas City at home. I don't, I, you can't pick against Kansas City in this game, in my opinion. I don't. I do think it's going to be close through three quarters. Um, I'm going to take a little bit about what Miles is saying. That secondary for the Ravens is susceptible to those big plays. Um, I do think that the tight end position is a very difficult coverage for the linebackers in Baltimore. They had trouble with Mark Andrews. Um, when it when it comes to um, Patrick Mahomes, I think he'll take over in the fourth quarter. You're going to see him spread that out a little bit more. Maybe a garbage time touchdown brings it back within. I think a 34-26 game is what I'm feeling with this matchup, especially in the prime time. It's going to be showtime Mahomes the entire the entire game. So very fun game though to pick for, and we're going to move on next to our 425 game. Which, you know, with the different games that we had to choose from, I was really excited for this. And then injuries started happening. So really, the game that we're going to go with is the Chargers versus the Texans. Chargers opening as three-point favorites for this game against the Texans going to play in L.A. I'm going to start this one off with Paul. Paul, how are you feeling about this matchup uh, regarding the Chargers and the Texans? Man, this is a tough one. I mean, I feel like both these teams you know, are tough to judge right now. Um, you know, after last week and getting beat by the Lions, it's like, well, they're going back home. I feel like the Chargers are going to win this game. Um, and I would, I would lay the three. Can you repeat that last part? Yeah, I'd lay, I'll, lay, I'll lay the three points. I'll take the Chargers. You're taking the Chargers. Okay. All right. Sorry. I missed that. So, okay. Perfect. So, taking the Chargers. Let me switch it over to Dre. Dre, how do you how do you feel on this game? Did you say three or three and a half for the point spread? Three. Ended at three today. Uh, okay. All right. I like that number better. Well, <clears throat> I don't know what's happening down in uh, L.A. You know, the, the Chargers are going through a serious injury bug. They just lost Adrian Phillips, so that defense is losing a lot of its playmakers. I still, I still like them a lot at home, but that Texans offense is starting to click, and uh, this is gonna. I think it, this game's gonna be close. Now, if the spread was a three point five, I, I, I'd, I'd go with the Texans, but I think, I think uh, three points is enough for this game. So um, I'm, I'm taking the charge as well. Okay. And I'm going to give my insight on this game. Texans struggle against pass-catching running backs. Tends to be a problem with them the last couple of years, and they showed that against Alvin Kamara as well. Uh, when there's a dominant receiver on the field, they also tend to give away big yards to him as well. And we'll have to see how this Keenan Allen-led receiver core will do um, rebounding from last week. And they're going to have a statement to make, prove to their fan base, prove to the organization that they're going to play ball. At the same time, you're looking at a Texans team who also is looking to prove how good they are and playing against a defense that likes to play a lot of zone coverage um, kind of plays in the hands of those deep balls 
And so I think Deshaun Watson has a rebound game. I think he is a solid start in fantasy this week. I think he's going to be very good on the road. I'm going to take the upset pick with the Texans on this one. Um, and so that's my take on that and my analysis. I'm going to go and bring in Miles. What do you take on this game? This is a super tough game for me to pick. And if I were betting money, I would probably just skip over this because there are either easier things to pick on. But I will give my insight. I really like Austin Eckler, and I like what he's got going for himself right now. And I think he could have a huge game against Houston. But at the same time, Houston's defense played. I mean, it was Jacksonville, to be fair. They played really good against Jacksonville and Gardner Minshew. Uh, but Deshaun Watson did not look good in that game. Uh, it's just uh, such a tough pick for me. I'm going to go with the Chargers not to cover, though. One-point okay. game. Okay. Now, Steve, I'm going to bring you in for this one as well. When it comes to this matchup, Chargers playing host to the Texans, who do you have? I am going to go with you. So I'm going to I'm going to take the upset with the Texans in a close one. In a shootout, in a close one. Yep, in, in a, just just a gut feeling. I don't know. I was listening to what you said, and I'm, I'm I was kind of feeling that vibe, so okay. I'm going with that. All right, and, and to bring us home on this pick, let me see if Vaughn is back. Vaughn, you with us? All right, can you guys hear me? Yep. Vaughn! Oh, oh, yay! Vaughn! All right. I think you're going to be nicknamed Houdini on this show. Like, that just sounds like that'd be the right term for you at this point. No, I only appear when I'm right. I only appear when That's I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if you're right. I must Charge have been wrong in the last Vaughn Stradamus. Texans plus three. I think this is a rebound week. I think Deshaun Watson and D-Hoff and the crew are going to come to play. Um, Chargers didn't look that great last week against Detroit. They got a lot to figure out um, with all the injuries going on right now. I like the Texans plus three, especially if Tennessee loses on Thursday night football. They know it's their division. All right. I like that. So very spread out across the panel. We're split three and three, I believe, on that pick. That's, that's always fun for everybody who's listening to pick from. But we're going to take this to Sunday night where we get a what would be a potential juggernaut battle if they were actually playing good football. We have the Rams visiting the Browns. Uh, Rams uh, still figuring out this Todd Gurley situation, getting their offense together. They open up as three-point favorites as the visiting team in Cleveland. Cleveland returning to the dog pound and trying to defend their home turf. Given that Vaughn has reappeared in this segment, I'm going to go ahead and ask him. Vaughn, who do you have in this game? All right, I like I like the Rams. I'm a... Uh... I like what the Browns are doing, what they're coming into. I just don't think that they're prepared for a team like Los Angeles right now with all the uh, the trackers that they have. Very defensive game, lots of sacks. Um, I like Jared Goff over Baker Mayfield in this game, especially in prime time. All right, Steve, you bring us next. Yeah, this uh, this is a tough game to pick because I, you know, part of me wants to say that the Browns are going to have a rebound. Uh, Another bounce back like they did last week. And, you know, kind of show something in their home turf. But uh, I'm not – I can't take them against Sean McVay and the Rams offense. I, even though the Rams aren't playing that good. So I'm taking the Rams with the spread. All right. Miles, who are you going with in this game? Baker Mayfield looks like fucking shit. <laughs> like holy fuck he's actually playing like a Cleveland quarterback finally um, I, infection has spread 
I really. Uh, hey, hey, no Bernie Kosar slander in here. <laughs> <laughs> I think that the the three point favorite for the Rams is a little low. I would I would imagine that would be higher. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Rams to cover the spread pretty easily. Uh, I would not watch this game if you're a Browns fan because Baker Mayfield can't play against good defenses. Okay. Paul, what is your take on this game? Um, I actually like the Browns plus three. I, I've got pretty good trends of uh, at a conference, at a division, home dogs. So I like betting that angle a lot. Um, most of the time, it doesn't really mean anything to the team at a conference. And this is a huge game for the city of Cleveland alone. Like, just half-time time football back in Cleveland. I, I think that place is going to be off the charts. So I'm, I'll take the Browns plus three. Okay. All right. And then so um, you saying that with the emotion that, that Baker Mayfield is going to defend his home his home stadium. Makes me think of that commercial. He's doing those insurance commercials with the, <laughs> the breaker. Yeah. He's going to defend protect his house. Yeah. That, that's exactly what that reminds me of. Yeah. Um, Drake, let's bring you in on this one. Who do you have in this game and, and who you and what? If, if the spread for the Patriots versus Jets game is higher than what you beat the Jets, uh, than what you beat the Jets by last week, then you're doing something wrong. The Jets are without, <laughs> I mean, the Jets are with, without Sam Darnold, and now they're down to their third string QB, and, and you are only able to score, I mean, they didn't even have CJ mostly, so and, and you're only able to beat them by 19 or something. So I I don't know the the Browns are, are not the team everybody thinks they are, and I agree with Miles. Baker is not Baker is looking like a Cleveland Browns quarterback. So I'm taking the Rams. They're they're gonna destroy the Browns at home. And I'll wrap up this this Sunday night game myself. You know, with the matchup between Kitchens and McVay, I think it's going to be uh, a very big chess match in the beginning as Cleveland will have a lot of energy coming out. You might see this score rather low. Defense is playing a little bit high. But Todd Gurley's going to take over. I think it's going to be a Todd Gurley statement game. I think uh, Jared Goff is going to be having a rebound game with Robert Woods. Right, Robert Woods, for the first time in, I think, 19 weeks, had a quiet week. And so you're going to look for him bouncing back. Ram offense is going to be way too much for that Cleveland Browns defense. I expect the Rams to win pretty big, so I'm going to take the Rams with the spread as well. When it comes to the Monday night game, we, we, we started the week with just this, this juggernaut battle. We end it with another juggernaut <laughs> battle. The Ferocious Bears with their APB out for Mitchell Trubisky goes to Washington and is going to be taking on the Washington Redskins and Scary Terry on the outside with Kirk Cousins. I'm going to go ahead and start this one. Bears are opening up uh, with a spread of six and a half points. Wow. Um, oh, that's what they ended today at Westgate. Six and a half points. So that, that did start around three and a half and it jumped all the way to six and a half by the end of the day. So huge jump. A lot of Bears takers. Um, I'm going to start with this. So I think Washington can score points, but I think Washington can also turn over the ball, which is what the Bears defense is all about. I think the Bears defense has a big game. Um, almost a rebound game of a game that shows that they're they are elite all over again. Um, I think Mitchell Trubisky actually shows up. I think it's the first game where we say, "Hey, welcome back." So I'm taking the Bears on the road with with the spread. I think they win big. 
So I'm going to go next to Dre. Dre, what do you have for this game? <clears throat> All right. This is my upset special, especially with that new spread. Uh... The Bears are not the team everybody thinks they are. They might have a great defense, but their offense is crap. So, Scary Terry is becoming an incredible weapon for the Redskins. And Washington plays differently when they have, uh, when they're in Chris Thompson mode. So, I think Adrian Peterson has a pretty decent game, and Scary Terry scores a couple touchdowns. And I'm going to say the Redskins win this game. Okay. Uh, Steve, why don't you come in with your analysis on this one? Who do you have um, and do they cover? I'm going to take the Bears. And, yeah, I'll say they cover. I, I can't trust Washington to finish in the red zone against the Bears. The Bears are one of the best defenses in the NFL, like you said. Uh, Mitch Trubisky is playing like shit. Yeah. So I, I I do not expect a, a very high scoring game there. I, I expect Washington to move the ball, but not finish. And I I expect the Bears to end up holding it in close. And I think playing like shit was almost a compliment. So I appreciate that, Steve. I'm gonna go ahead. Yeah, and, yeah. I'm, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and bring in Vaughn. Vaughn, what do you have for this game? Yeah, this is another game that's not going to be too exciting. I think the Bears should definitely run away with this, um, given the track record of their defense and the ability to force turnovers. Washington had 27 and 21 points the past two weeks. Can't see them being over 20 against Chicago's defense. Um, if they do, I think you can see that upset alert here. But uh, I was all over the Bears at minus three and a half or four. It's moving up because everyone knows what's going to happen here. I got to take the Bears to cover. Paul, do you have that same feeling on the Bears, or are you flirting towards the Redskins side? I mean, I was with the Bears at like three and four, but I mean, when you're starting talking about a touchdown, uh, I mean, I don't know how you can lay a touchdown on the road with that offense right now. Uh, I would go, I would take Washington in the points, just a, a, you know, at three or four, I would take the Bears. Okay, so you're picking you're picking uh, Washington, Washington is correct? Half, yes. Okay, all right. And I believe Miles, you're the one that's gonna bring us home on this one, correct? Yes. I would like to point out that Ernest still thinks Kirk Cousins is playing for the Redskins. <laughs> as wow, you said. Man, that, did I hear this again? Yeah. Oh my goodness. That, Case Keenum. I didn't my, even catch it. My my respects to Case Keenum now. Chase Daniel, Case Keenum. <laughs> What what era of college football <laughs> am I living right now? <laughs> Where is Cobra Cole? Yeah, he should be starting right now. <laughs> the second thing I'd like to point out is that the quarterback situation in New Orleans and in Pittsburgh is preferable to the quarterback situation for both these teams playing on Monday night. <laughs> Mental tradition is shit. Case Keenum is slightly better shit. <laughs> um, uh, defense is going to win this game so I'm going to go with Chicago to not cover the spread and that's our primetime picks and if you're following our primetime we kind of elaborate on and those are the big games that we like to watch out for just so happened that Thursday night tonight are probably not games um, um 
we are going to uh, wrap wrap this up in round two, and we're going to go straight into round three after this commercial break. Matchups for the rest of the week, and we analyze them with one-liners across the board, and if and who we pick our winners. We're going to start with the Sunday. For others, it's the night, Dre. And we are going right. to uh, <laughs> we're, uh, an old-time matchup. So Packers versus the Broncos. Packers playing at Lambeau, a seven-point favorite to end the day at Westgate. So let's go ahead and start with Miles. Miles, how do you feel about the Packers defending home? Since John's not here to trash Joe Flacco, I'll uh, do it in his honor. Joe Flacco is shit. He's going up against one of the best defenses right now. He's going to throw like five interceptions and Green Bay is going to walk away with a huge win. Covering the spread. Okay, perfect. Steve, what do you have on this game? Ah, fuck. Shit, what was it again? Sorry. Texas what? Packers, Broncos? I'm going to take the Packers. Taking the Packers with the spread. Yep, book it. All right, book it. You heard it, people. Steve with the book it word. We have for this game. Hello? Yes, we hear you, Paul. Oh, yeah. Uh, pack. I think the Packers match them at home. Joe Flacco will throw three picks. Packers all day. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and keep that <laughs> consistent. Vaughn, how, how are you feeling about this game? Oh, I guess I have to be the oddball, guys. Uh, I look at the numbers. I see the Broncos are fourth in the NFL in pass defense, letting up 100, under 190 yards. Uh, rushing defense for both teams are looking pretty average right now. I think I would be comfortable with the Broncos plus 10 in a game like this. Um, seven is pretty dangerous considering Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. But um, I think this is a game where the Packers could overlook the Broncos. So I feel comfortable taking the Broncos to cover. <laughs> And uh, if that's week one, John hiding behind uh, Paul there, then just let me know. Vaughn, how about you? For the, for what game? Oh, did you just do this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm on it. <laughs> 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 told you Ernest was drinking as well. with <laughs> your <clears throat> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm also gonna add that uh, Joe Flacco garbage talk that John usually does. So Flacco sucks. He will throw three. Fuck picks. Flacco. <laughs> Fuck Joe Flacco. <laughs> he will throw three picks. I agree with that. And this is gonna be an easy game for the Packers. Yeah, pa- Packers kick their ass. Did Ernest die? Did Ernest go? Did we? Hello? Did we lose Ernest? 
Yeah, what? Do we, do we lose the host? Alright, Steve. Alright, Steve. Shit, yeah. Am I the only on the podcast? Can you hear me? Let's switch to the Patriots, Jets. Steve, you start. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, the 22 and a half. They're going to win by fucking 50. <laughs> Fuck it. Book it. So welcome to another episode of Slightly Biased. Hey, Ernie, what you want to do now? <laughs> 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 okay, dude, you just... for 45 minutes, huh, please? <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, man. <laughs> I, mean, I gotta go to bed. Where is he? Oh, he's fucking gone now. <laughs> Yeah, he's just gone now. He's gonna. Yeah. Do you think he's gonna listen to this whole last podcast? Yeah. <laughs> he definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope. Uh oh. God damn it, Ernest. I can't believe I was kicked out of my own podcast. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Slightly Biased. <laughs> it was ridiculous. I was talking and talking. I was like, why can't anybody hear me? Now I, I understand how volume I, I could I could kind of hear you in the background, like a, like a faint noise at first. Like, can you guys hear me? <laughs> what a shit! What a, what a shit show am I running? Jeez, man. Well, um, let's do we do we have everybody back? We just yes. Uh, we're missing Dre. Sorry, he probably came. Let's get Dre on. We can finish the fire around. Push the button. He's so drunk right now. Ah, <laughs> uh, we got two drunk guys Damn in it. this. <laughs> between between him and Ernest, man. I. Yeah. Uh, no shit. Oh, there he is. All right. There we go. I'm going I'm going to start the the fire round over. Did everybody give their pick for the um shit, what game were we even talking Packers. about? Packers. Uh, did everybody give their pick for the Packers Broncos? Everybody got their word in? Are we good on that? Yeah, 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 I get that. Okay, I know you guys started to joke about the Patriots Jets. We can go there next if we want. I just know Steve <laughs> is going to make that really loud. So, uh, <laughs> let's 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 go there. So, let me get started. So, Patriots playing host to the Jets. I don't really need to say much about this game, but I'll go ahead and start with the wonderful Steve Reisman. 22 and a half is too low. (laughs) Book it. (laughs) It's a wrap. So, Steve obviously taking Patriots with the spread. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm kicking. I'm kicking the Patriots with the spread. I don't think the Jets have a, have a chance now. Miles, how are you feeling on this game? Patriots by forty. Patriots by forty. Okay. Still too low. <laughs> Still too low. Dre, how are you feeling on this game? I think this is going to be Le'Veon Bell's best game yet. <coughs> but the Patriots are going to win <laughs> over with with over thirty points. So. You scared me with that opening, so I'm glad <laughs> I did it. Oh, I, 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 wanted to, say, I wanted to see what Steve, I wanted to see what Steve was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I made sure that I started smoking a little more weed on this one so I could count down. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul. Paul, what do you have for us? The Patriots going to blow out. Bill Belichick versus Luke Falk and the defense that's given up three points in two weeks. Uh, yeah, blow out. All right, Vaughn. I, I would be comfortable. I'd be comfortable with the Patriots minus 30. So, I had a Jets fan tweet me today. So it would be upset of the century, and I think that's an understatement that happens. Jets by a million, or Patriots by a million. I ditto everybody's sentiments. Obviously, I'm going to choose the Patriots with the spread. I don't <laughs> think the Jets have a snowflakes chance in hell to even be in this game. Um, Luke Falk will throw four interceptions before half time. Book it. So, when it comes to the next game, we're going to focus on Eagles playing host to the Lions. Uh, Eagles finished the day as a seven and a half point favorite. Uh, the depleted Eagles wide receiver core, um, they did not practice today, the entire team, because of injuries. And the Lions are looking to identify themselves as some sort of, I don't know, powerhouse, some sort of anything in the NFC. I'm going to start with Dre. Dre, what are you thinking about this game as the Eagles having a seven and a half point spread? Hello? Yeah, Dre, we can hear you. Oh, I'm the dog. All right. <laughs> all right, give me a second. Dre has transformed into a dog. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm here. Uh, what okay, was great. What was the spread? Yeah. Seven, and, Seven and, a half. and a half for the Eagles. Crap, that's very high. Um... You know, the Eagles at home, they, they're they usually a very tough team to beat. They have a great defense. And uh, the offense kind of clicked a little bit last week. I, we still haven't seen anything on the ground game yet from the Eagles. I think Miles Sanders is going to have a, a pretty decent game. Um, so, I like the Eagles, but that 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 line is too high. So I'm 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 gonna say that the Eagles win, but they don't cover. Okay, all right. How are you feeling on this, uh, Paul? Same as Dre. The Eagles will win, but they won't cover. I'll take the line seven, seven and a half. Okay. And what about you, Vaughn? Yeah, I was I was on the Eagles at uh, minus six and minus six and a half, but seven and a half. Seven uh, and a half is rather high. Eagles. So I go Lions. Yeah, seven and a half is rather high. Yeah, Lions to cover, Eagles to win. Perfect. And Miles, what about your pick? Uh, I really like the Lions in this one because their performance against the Chargers was really good and uh, better than people probably expected. Um, Philadelphia fell apart. 
um, physically because they are depleted at receiver. Uh, so Darius Slay is going to have a field day on Aguilar. Um, that defense is just going to destroy Cardinals like the Falcons Packers did. So I'm going to go live. Okay. I'm going to take the Eagles. I don't think they cover the spread. I think the Eagles will win at home. Um, I think they're still good enough to beat the Lions. I, I do think there'll be some points on the board. I just I don't I don't think there's going to be enough to, to spread out past seven and a half. I think if it was five or under, I'd I'd, I'd be taking the Eagles. Um, let's go ahead and uh, with the spread. Let's go ahead and jump into the um, Bills Bengals game. Bills playing host to the Bengals. Bills ended at Westgate as a six point favorite in this game. Um, I'll go ahead and start with this one. I am not a Andy Dalton uh, Andy Dalton fan. He does play quarterback, right? Yeah, he, that's that's right. So uh, Andy, I'm not an Andy Dalton fan, and I do believe in this Buffalo Bills team when it comes to defeating teams that are um, inferior to them. I think the Bills are very good, even without Devin Singletary. If he decided not to play the um, ageless wonder of Frank Gore, he will have one of those stupendous games where we question his age even relative nowadays. And um, this Bills defense speaks for itself. So I have the Bills uh, covering against the Bengals at home. But let me go ahead and switch over to Miles. Miles, what do you have for this game? Uh, Bengals look like shit against the 49ers. Bills cover the spread. All right, Paul? Uh, I'll, I'll take seven in Cincinnati to bounce back from an embarrassment. Most of the time, when pros get embarrassed, they come back the next week strong. So I, I just I, – I think the Bills win, but I, I just – I don't think they could blow them out. I mean, with Singletary, so I'll take the ball. I'll take the Bengals for seven. Okay, Steve, what do you have for this game? I'm gonna take the Bills to cover at home. I I, I can't trust I can't trust a ginger quarterback. Andy <laughs> Dalton. <laughs> right. The Bill, Bill, Bills defense been looking good. Like like you said, Frank Gore, another ageless ageless wonder. I. He, he might be on the TB12 program. I, I don't know. I, I can't confirm. But, I think I think Frank Gore's next team might be the Patriots. It'd be him and Tom Brady playing to their 50. Uh, <laughs> oh, I would love that. The true American Patriot way. Yeah. <laughs> right. Vaughn, what is your pick for this game? Uh, interesting stat I came across uh, earlier. The Bengals last year only lost four games of their 12 by seven or less. Um, and this is a road game for them, so I'm gonna like I'm gonna take the Bills here to cover the spread. Terrific stat, terrific stat. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to this game, uh, Dre, what are your thoughts? The Bills will face after this week <laughs> the division. I'm taking the Bills. <laughs> got it. Got it. So we move on from this game and we go straight into the great Colts Falcons matchup where the Colts play host to the Falcons. Colts ended the day as a three point favorite against the Falcons. We'll start with you on this one, Vaughn. Yeah, I mean, I'm in shock you just said that. I, uh, I mean, if you watch football, you'd, you'd imagine Atlanta has to manhandle Indianapolis here. Bruce it's no pushover at quarterback. But, um, I mean, I'd feel comfortable with Atlanta minus three here. So, definitely taking the Falcons' money line. Paul, do you feel the same way on that? Yeah, super trappy, super trappy line. Um, but, I mean, I just feel like the Falcons have more talent. Uh, I mean, I just do. So, I'll go with the Falcons. Steve, you feeling the same way? 
Yeah, Falcons to cover. And Dre, what about you on this game? I actually like the uh, minus two line better than I do the minus three. So I, I think the Colts are playing very good football. And they're playing at home, so I think the Colts will win the game, but they they won't cover the spread. Okay, that's fair. I I, I like the Falcons in this matchup too. I think the Falcons just have so much talent offensively, defensively. That's susceptible. I could see why the Colts might have that advantage, especially with a quicker offensive unit. Um, I don't think they'll be able to keep up point wise though, and. Um, Maybe a breakout game for Devontae Freeman. Can he get loose a little bit? Where has Devontae Freeman been this year? So um, we definitely uh, will write that game. And I'm picking the Falcons uh, plus three. So the next game we have for the afternoon. Hey, 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 I was skipped over here. (laughs) I didn't even know you were still on the line. You're not even showing for me. So, yes, Miles, come on in. Uh, Falcons by 30. And in the words of the great Steve Reisner, book it. (laughs) (laughs) just in case other the newbies don't know this the falcons are miles team this is miles bread and butter (laughs) are these falcons so i'm sure he loves the falcons love across the board so i am glad book it falcons minus 30 if you don't mind me just piping and saying i love that everyone's just taking my line and call and referring to me as the great steve reisner (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's good for my greatness to be appreciated. It, it it feels good. You're welcome, Steve. You're welcome. You're always welcome on this show. <laughs> the next game is a bit of a doozy. A couple of questionable teams as we have the Vikings hosting the Raiders. Vikings end of the day as minus seven and a half point favorites against the Raiders, which is a large spread. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with Dre. Dre, what do you have for this game? Vikings usually play great at home. They found a way to move that offense, uh, just handing the ball to to Cook. Obviously, Cousins is the worst, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. But you know, even I can hand off the ball to a good running back. So uh, Vikings at home, and 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 they'll cover. Uh, Miles, what do you have for the Vikings-Raiders matchup? Uh, really, really thought that the Raiders would be way shittier than they have come out. Uh, not a great performance last week, but holding the Chiefs to 28 points is actually impressive to me. I'm going to have to be real. Uh, so, uh, marginally uh, worse offense in the Vikings. I like the Raiders to keep this one close and win this game. So you're taking the Vikings winning, but... Not covering, or are you taking the Raiders? I'm with the taking upset? the Raiders with the upset. Oh wow! Oh, now the alarm! Wow. Okay. Well, after that chapter, Paul, come back after that. I'm just uh, the Vikings win at home, but they don't cover. That's just too much. It's too much. Yeah, I tend to agree with that too. So I'm taking the Vikings as well. I just don't think that they have the spread capability. I don't think. I mean, I think Dalvin Cook is amazing, but I don't think that. I trust the coaching staff as much. Vaughn, what about you? What are you feeling on this game? Uh, interesting game. O- Oakland only allows 63 rushing yards a game. Dalvin Cook leads the league in rushing. Uh, this is going to be an aired-out game. Oakland is a young secondary. They allow over 340 yards a game. So I think Diggs and Thielen may have a day. I'd take the Vikings to cover um, pretty safely in this one. But I like Oakland a lot this year. Gotcha. And bring it home, Steve. What do you have for this game? 
Vikings to cover. Yeah, I'm just siding with everything. That's that that off that offense is gonna eat up the Raiders. And I have Adam, I have Adam Thielen my in one of my fantasy leagues, so he's gonna get biased, me a lot of points. Biased. That's, a, that's definitely <laughs> some bias, here, but we'll let that slide for the great Steve Reisner. So, I the last game at the one o'clock hour is the Cowboys Dolphins, and I'm just gonna put this out there: Cowboys and they cover. Does anybody not take them? It is twenty and a half. <laughs> You know, I just have like a weird superstition that for some reason Miami scores more than a touchdown this game, but <laughs> Cowboys to cover. So nobody, nobody's taking against that spread, correct? No. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna go safe and not take against it. Okay. Wow. How could you give a shit? It's gonna be a 31 point spread. Write it down. Yeah. 31 point. So I'm gonna go ahead and just say actually the Cowboys will cover that spread. And uh, let me tell you, I can't wait, Steve. And you better be on this show when the Cowboys Patriots play because that's going to be oh, the best man. episode when that week comes upon us. And so I don't want any excuses that week because I'll definitely I, tell you what my pick's going to be. I, I, so we're here now talking about this. Can I schedule you to appear on Slightly Biased that week? Yeah, oh, absolutely. You can have anybody. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be on every show that week. <laughs> <laughs> Book it, Steve. <laughs> All right, guys, we're at we're at the final we're at the final final run here. A couple more games to cover here. Um, the four o'clock game. Looking at Buccaneers hosting the Giants. It's a six point spread. Buccaneers favored. I'll start with you, Paul. Um, I actually like the Bucks. Um, Daniel Jones. This will be the first time he sees a real live NFL defense and the Giants offense, Cody Latimer. Cody fucking Latimer was their number one. <laughs> He's not a Cody Latimer fan. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> Steve, come in with this one. What do you have on this game? Um, I can't pick the Giants to beat anybody. With not with Daniel Jones and to quote Paul Cody fucking Latimer, right? So yeah, that's yeah, that's gonna be pretty unanimous there. Yeah, Miles, I'm, I'm are you feeling? Pump. Are you feeling the same on this, Miles? Oh, I'm feeling so different. I'm going Giants heavy this week. I don't fucking Ooh. like. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Whoa! Care oh. what Tampa Bay has right now. They sucked against the 49ers. They could barely beat shitty Carolina. They're not going to even beat the fucking Giants with Daniel Jones. At Jesus, Canada. Miles, watch your fucking language. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so Miles coming from left field. Let me go to Dre. Dre, you feeling the Miles bug? Well, I was actually, I was, I, I was thinking about it, but I just saw in the injury report that Cody Latimer did not practice today, and he might not play on Sunday. <laughs> because of embarrassment. So I'm gonna have to take the Buccaneers here. <laughs> that's 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 perfect. That is absolutely perfect. That's great. Vaughn, Vaughn, what side are you on for this game? Uh, I'm definitely starting with Tampa Bay here to cover. First start for Daniel Jones. Uh, not going to be terrible, but it's going to have some rough patches. Tampa at home. Yeah, you know, and I tend to agree with the rest. Sorry, Miles. This is no longer Chase Daniels' team. This is Daniel Jones' team. But 
they they will uh, never they will, not perform. <laughs> <laughs> they will never perform and um not against this Buccaneers defense. I do think the Bucs defense is pretty good. I shit. I mean King Crab himself, I just don't trust James Winston. So um I, I think that this will be a good game. I think the Bucks will, will play well. I think they're gonna look good, but just because the Giants are so bad. That's that's kinda how I'll take the Bucks with the spread. Um the next game that we're going to talk about is going to be uh, a topic that, that everybody's looking at because this is kind of a caveat. Panthers going to Arizona. Panthers are still favored by three and a half points at the end of today, Westgate. Um, and so I'm going to start off with this caveat. If Cam plays or if Cam doesn't play, does that change your opinion on your pick? And so um, I'll start with you, Dre, um, on your pick and if or if not Cam plays. I was I was very high on the Panthers last week. I said it, it was time for Christian McCaffrey to show he's the next big thing. And then they come out and have a completely garbage full game. Uh, it was okay. it was crap everywhere. And uh you know, I don't I don't I don't trust that team anymore. Uh Cardinals are at home, their defense is okay, and that offense is kind of starting to click a little bit. Larry Fitzgerald is still showing that, you know, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's, he looks like he's 20-something, and uh, I, I don't care if Cam plays or not. I think the Cardinals are, are going to win this game. And uh, the, the only thing is that 3.5, uh, I, I think I'm going to slide with, the, with not covering the spread, though. Okay. All right. And, and let me switch over to you, Paul. Uh, with or without Cam, does it matter on your pick for this game? No, it doesn't really matter. Um, honestly, maybe if he didn't play, I'd, I'd probably take the three and a half just because if he doesn't move and he doesn't run, they, that offense doesn't work. So, um, you know, uh, I'll take the Cardinals. And um, the three and a half, you know, I'll just take the Cardinals both ways. Okay, perfect. Vaughn, do you have a different opinion on that, or are you riding that same train? Uh, I'm going with Arizona in this one. I think Cam Newton being in the boot, being banged up with his shoulder and his foot all season, he's not getting out of the pocket, and when he's not, and he's in the pocket all all day, they're not as good as a team. Um, I'm going to take Arizona to cover. Uh, money line would definitely be interesting as well. Okay, uh, let me go ahead and switch over to you, Steve. How are you feeling on this game? Yeah, Arizona to cover. Book it. I'm, I'm not trusting Cam Newton, and I'm high on Kyle Amari and Cliff Kingsbury. I like what they're doing in Arizona with that offense. I think they're going to start to click. All right. And that's with or without Cam? We are with or without Cam because I do not like what they're doing in Carolina with Cam Newton. And, Miles, you think that with or without Cam, how do you feel about this game? Uh, with Cam, especially considering last week, I've never seen a quarterback have 50 pass attempts in a game and still finish with 10 fantasy points. Which is very really <laughs> good for me because I played Cam Newton that week. Uh, if Bye. he plays, he's going to look like Eli Manning. If Kyle Allen plays, he's going to look like Kyle Allen. So take that for what you want it to mean. Uh, Arizona covers the spread. And here's my take on it. Look, the Panthers, the Panthers could have been great. I mean, they could be... A, a very good team this year. Cam's just not healthy, and 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 the, <coughs> the the quarterback position they have no backup to back that team up. 
I picked Detroit to lose. I'm going to have a 1-1-1 one, one, and one team this year. So it's going to be Arizona for that sole principle. But if I have to analyze the game, Arizona, Kyler Murray is going to get his win. He's going to look good in this game. I think they're going to put a, a whole game together under under this passing offense. Um, Larry Fitch, Christian Kirk both have 100-yard games again. This offense is going to be clicking. I don't think there's enough offense on the Panthers' side to keep up. So I'm going to take Arizona as well. Last two games of the day, uh, we're going to go ahead and start with the Seahawks and Saints game. Now, the Seahawks and Saints, there is no line for that game right now. However, um, let's go ahead and just take it straight up on this on this game. Seahawks uh, hosting, so Saints visiting the 12th man for, for this week. I'll go ahead and start this one off. I am taking the Seahawks at home. Too many question marks for the Saints. What a tough couple weeks for the Saints to try to find yeah. their offense against the Seahawks and then the Cowboys. So that's crazy. Um, so uh, let, I'll go ahead and start with um, Miles next. Who do you have in this game? Fuck the Saints. Chalks by 40. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that is if you want an explanation, Seattle's been playing really hot, and I don't know if you've seen Teddy Bridgewater lately, but he doesn't exactly look like an NFL quarterback. Uh, that's going to take Michael Thomas out of the game, so it's going to be Alvin Kamara heavy, and Seattle has the ability to stop the run. That's my take on that. Okay. Paul, how do you feel on this game? I feel the same about Teddy Bridgewater's miles. I don't think, think he's a. I, I, everybody thinks he's a nice guy and this and that, but he's not. He's not a NFL quarterback right now, and they don't play well outside that dome. I'll take Seattle. Okay, Vaughn, are you feeling the same way? Um, depending on the line, if we're talking straight up, I would definitely feel confident with Seattle given the quarterback drama. I think Teddy Bridgewater isn't as bad as everyone um, says he is. But I see DraftKings has the line at four right now, and I'd be comfortable taking the Saints plus four. But the Seahawks haven't impressed me against uh, Cincinnati and then my lowly Steelers last week. Gotcha. Dre, how are you feeling on this game? (laughs) Why does does everybody think uh, Teddy is going to be the starting quarterback? And people resurrected. It could be Tyson Hill. Yeah, why don't if he starts is... praying on the sidelines, I'm out. Yeah, <laughs> if he starts praying, I'll take the Saints. <laughs> Changes everybody's picks if he starts praying. That's a, that's a done deal. <laughs> yeah, we all we all know God endorses professional football. <laughs> <laughs> so you're taking the you're taking the Seahawks, is what I'm presuming. Yeah, 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 I'm done. Oh, so am I. Yeah, so I drank. <laughs> yeah, perfect. And and so, Steve, you're going to wrap this one up for us. Who do you have in this game? Taking the taking the Hawks. It, you can't tr- you can't trust Teddy Bridgewater. Not yet. I I trust Sean Payton to figure the offense out with Teddy Bridgewater or Taysom Hill starting, but not this first week. Not going into the twelfth man. I take the Seahawks to cover. All right, perfect. And so that brings us to what I call the third most interesting game of the week. And that is going to be the 49ers taking on the Steelers, where this could be a very big battle with some unknown factors on both sides, or it's going to be a very one-sided game. And so I will start with Miles. Who do you have in the 49ers-Steelers matchup? Just straightforward, no line on this game either. Okay, look. 
I don't. I know no one wants to admit this, but San Francisco <laughs> right now looks like a five team. Yes, they played against Tampa Bay. Yes, they played against. <laughs> But the way they played in those games was spectacular. I love how Jimmy Garoppolo looks this year. And I really think that they're going to take it to the Steelers this week, especially against Mason Rudolph. Now, it's not going to be like a slaughter, but it's going to be a very, very, like, it's going to be a statement for San Francisco. They're here. They're making a run for the playoffs. They're making a run for the division. San Francisco covers the spread. Steve, how are you feeling on this game? Jimmy G covers the spread. Book it. Book it. Yeah. Book it. Got it. Fuck the Steelers. <laughs> Sorry, Paul. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> With that being said, Paul, come in, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're going. They're going to be. They're going to become a team on the road this week. I see seven. I'll take the Steelers in seven. Biased, biased. <laughs> slightly biased, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Only slightly. Vaughn, let's follow you up with that one. Are you going to be riding that Steelers train too? Uh, I'm a Steelers fan, and I've gone against them two weeks in a row. I'm going to make it a third week in a row. I don't, I don't. But, yeah, Niners are looking good, man. Steelers aren't. Oh, man. All right, Dre. What you have this, for this game? This is going to be the snoozer of the week. Oh, so I'm not, no. I'm not even going to watch this game. I'm going to go to sleep at that time. <laughs> <laughs> so what Niners, you, mean is you don't care who wins. Niners win. The Niners win or Niners lose? No, Niners win. Niners win. All right, and I'm going to take the Niners as well. I think the Niners were a sleeper team on the outside of this season. I, uh, you know, I know there's some page, there's a Patriot fan in here, but I was skeptical of Jimmy G. He's proved me wrong two weeks in a row, so I'm not going to bet against him again. I'm going to see what he looks like against the Steelers defense. Um, and that wraps up our fire round. And so I want to say a special thank you to Paul, or just Paul, as well as um <laughs> Vaughn Dalezell for joining our panel this week and filling in. We miss you, John Pickham. We expect you to be back next week. Thank you also to the great Steve Reisner for joining back to Into the Lab podcast and being a part of the panel. And thank you to everybody who's listened. We had we hit an actual 500 listeners last week. So that's, a, that's a new high for our podcast. That's massive. So if you are following along and you follow Dre in week one, and you followed Miles in week two, you're winning some money. Just don't forget, follow me in week three because I'll be winning this week. <laughs> and no, I'm just, I, I just take that with a grain of salt. We have some weird picks. But um, we appreciate all of you listening. Thank you very much. I'm Ernest Silva. This is the Sport Jeans Into the Lab podcast powered by Overtime Heroics. Follow us and all of our beat writers in Overtime Heroics and on www.thesportgene.com. That'll wrap up today's week three pick them. Thank you, gentlemen, again. Have a great night, everybody. Wrap it. You've been listening to analysis from around the NFL and NBA on the Sports Genes Into the Lab podcast. Send your questions on www.thesportgene.com or on the Anchor app and Follow the Sports Gene on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Overtime Heroics today.